your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. The University of Limerick and the government over its finances was back in the limelight yesterday. President of UL Professor Kirsten May and Chancellor Mary Harney were both before the Public Accounts Committee where they were quizzed on a wide variety of issues, including the controversial purchase of the former Dunn Stores building on Sarsfield Street, which most know by now was bought for €8 million despite being valued at €3 million two years previously. We're going to take a listen to some of the key moments from yesterday's session. Now, in this piece, you'll hear the UL President Kirsten May and Chancellor Mary Harney questioned about why the committee was not getting access to an independent KPMG report on the purchase of the Duns building and also what were the circumstances around agreeing the retirement package from former UL President Des Fitzgerald. Just before we, uh, you mentioned the KPMG review, and just before we get into the into the discussion proper, could I ask you, have we the KPMG report with us today? No. Why? Because um, um, as much as I would like to share it in full with the committee, I'm not in a position to do so because uh, of the legal challenges that we are exposed to, the high court uh, proceedings that have been started. Um, the work of this committee has been held up and, you know, has uh, been impeded because of the absence of the availability of that and other reports to this committee. Um, the legal challenges, when were those legal papers lodged in the High Court? Um, the legal papers were lodged uh, in March. By, by, by a former employee. Yes, that's correct. an action against the university if it's published. When were they lodged? In, in, in March, I can give you the, the uh, exact date. Um, okay. Um, and uh, we are working with our legal advisors uh, to speed up the legal process because I really want to share the report as soon as, as, as we uh, possibly can. And I would re- really welcome uh, to talk the uh, committee in full detail through the report. But there is no court injunction at this moment. It's not so true to say. There are high court proceedings lodged. There's high court proceedings lodged, but the matter is not subdued to say. The matter is subdued to say. We expect to see a copy of the report, Ms. May, because this is an intolerable situation that we have a report that's commissioned by the the governing, uh, the Board of Governors, is that correct? Chaired by Ms. Harney. Commissioned by. May I answer that, uh, Chairman? I don't know if Ms. Harney might confirm. Yeah. Have you seen this report, Ms. Harney? No, I haven't seen the report, uh, you haven't Chairman. Seen so uh, we have a situation yeah. where we have a report commissioned That's correct. by the Board of Governors, of which yes. you chair, and which there's 27 members, is that correct? That's correct. And no one on that board, including yourself, as the chair of the Board of Governors, has seen that? That's correct. And that's because of but the do advice... Not, do you not see the nonsense? No. This was available before before legal proceedings. Well, can I just say, Deputy... Um, legal papers were lodged. Can I just say, Chairman, with respect, there's nobody more than me who would like to see this report published. The Governing Authority commissioned this report. I think I can speak for the entire Governing Authority when I say we are frustrated that we haven't been able to publish it. But the legal advice available to the President and the University is that the report firstly had to be circulated to those that were adversely affected by its findings, and they had to be given time and then the legal challenge came. And we cannot, as chairperson of the governing authority, I cannot expose the university to financial risk by ignoring our legal advice. Can I ask the chancellor, what involvement did the governing authority have in the former president's resignation? Well, uh, definitely, I think it would be helpful to have a bit of perspective here. On 5th of May, 2020, the 
the, the president informed me that he was going to resign because he said that the virus impacted on his ability to be able to serve the university. I sought to get a date from when that would take effect because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I want to pay tribute here to the staff and the students for the manner in which they adapted to the huge challenges of changing the way they work and the way they learn. And so uh, we were getting ready to open up, which was the intention in September, and I wanted to make sure we had a president uh, during that very difficult and challenging period. So the, the um, then president said he wants to be paid for a year through his legal advisors. Bizarrely, his contract had no notice period. And I, I, and I took, can I just say, I took legal advice, and can I just say, the current Minister for Higher Education, Simon Harris, in a similar situation when the Director General of the HSE uh, was, res was resigning on the 17th of May 2018 in the Dáil said that you're entitled to a payment in lieu of notice. Obviously, I didn't want to pay a year. We wanted to minimise that. So negotiations took place between our lawyers, our external lawyers for the university and the former president's lawyers. And uh, as part of that and on advice, legal fees were paid. And the fees were, I think, 25,000 plus that. All of that was approved by the governing authority, not the amount of the legal fees, because we weren't quite certain of it at that point. But the, the, the governing authority approved the payment, approved the... And, and the so he got four months in lieu of notice, he got two months holidays, he, he worked remotely until the end of August. I wanted to be in a, in a situation where we could appoint, appoint an interim president and have a competition for it rather than anoint somebody. And that was obviously going to take some time over the summer. And so they, they are the circumstances in which and that can happened. I ask, and can I ask Deputy, can I just say, if, did, if I thought I needed the Department of Approval, if I thought I needed the Department of Approval, I wouldn't have had a problem calling the Department. Yeah, but so if, and if it was a separate payment, did you request uh, if the remuneration package was sanctioned by the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform? No, it didn't need to be sanctioned because it wasn't, in our view, a severance package. And can I say, if it was a severance sorry, package... Sorry, 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 in terms of the circular 09-2018, yeah, our, our did you have clear understanding... Uh, Yes. around the requirement for deeper to review or to be consulted around the remuneration package? Only if it was a severance package and it wasn't. The president was resigning and I told you about the case law. I told you what Minister Harris said in, in relation to the resignation of the Director General of the so, HSE. So, we're, so we're, here, we're, say, sorry, Ms. Harry, we're hearing helpful. differently from the Department. Just one point, if it was a severance package, but then the president would have been entitled to 12,460 of that tax free. We taxed it all as a payment in lieu of notice. It, there was no severance element. And Deputy, if it was a severance, I would have... Why would okay. I not be happy to contact the department? Ms. Harney. Right, that is uh, the Chancellor, Mary Harney, and earlier you heard from the President of the University of Limerick, Kirsten May, and they were before the Public Accounts Committee of the Dáil and Shannon yesterday. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Limerick.